Oh, go ahead. It's all right. Praise him in this house. This ain't about me. It's about him. Amen. Has he been good to you? Has he moved in your life in such a way? Not only saved you, but has he done some things in your life that only God could do? Amen. Can you look back over your life and say, look, in this season in my life, if it had not been for God, I don't know what would have happened. But thank God tonight or this morning, amen, for his wonderful grace. I'm just so grateful today that many years ago uh, that I realized and somehow, I don't know how I did, but somehow God had to be God. God in the midst of my journey, amen, began to let me realize as I studied his word that there was more to serving him than just being saved. Amen. He let me know through the study of his word that I didn't have to just wear the title of Christian alone as a testimony. But he let me know through the study of his word that I can have the power of the Holy Ghost, amen, working through my life. And I want to tell you, if it had not been for the Lord, I don't know where I'd be right now. Thank God for what he's doing. If you have your Bibles this morning, turn with me to the book of 1 Chronicles. 1 Chronicles chapter number 4. When you have it, say amen. Stand with me, please, for the reading of God's Word. Two scriptures there. But I believe these two scriptures are important. Sister Angie said we're about to go into revival. I don't know about you, but I don't want just another revival full of services, amen, uh, or revival just uh, of gathering and uh, repetitious uh, religious acts. I want an outpouring of God's Holy Ghost in this revival in such a way that the fires again will begin to burn in the hearts and lives of people, amen. As they were singing about earlier, such a fire, amen, that the dead man just begins to live again. Come on, somebody. You know, we, we, we've become accustomed to wearing our feelings on our shoulders so often in life. We're the generation of offense. But I want to tell you, we don't have time to get offended with the truth of God's word touches our heart. Amen. It's a time to respond to the Lord. Some of you may or may not, I'm not judging any one person, I'm just speaking of as the Holy Ghost speaks to my heart. Some of you may be dead spiritually as a doornail, but God wants to resurrect you. Oh, preacher, I can't believe you said that. It's truth. It's truth. Don't get offended. Get blessed by the touch of God in your life. This prayer that Jabez prayed, uh, prayed was so powerful. I want to share it with you this morning as God would place it within my heart. In verse number 9, the Bible said, Now Jabez was more honorable than his brothers. And his mother called his name Jabez, saying, Because I bore him in pain. And Jabez called on the God of Israel saying, Oh, that you would bless me indeed and enlarge my territory, that your hand would be with me and that you would keep me from evil, 
that I may not cause pain. So God granted him what he requested. Let me read verse 10 again. Really get this in your spirit before we get into this message this morning. Jabez called on the name of God, of the God of Israel, saying, Oh, that you would bless me indeed and enlarge my territory, that your hand would be with me and that you would keep me from evil, that I may not cause pain. So God granted him what he requested. I want to share with you for a few moments on this thought. The prayer of Jabez, a desire for more. How many has a desire for more in your life? You want more of God in your life. I'm not satisfied. I've come a long way. But I thank God today for a desire for more. And I'm not satisfied, amen, at any place in this journey. Because as they said earlier, his miracles never run, run out. And God has never run out of an opportunity to move in our life and to bless us. Father, we ask you to add your blessing to the reading of your word. I ask you to hide me behind the cross of Calvary. Lord, this vessel, Father, I surrender to you. My mind, my soul, Father, is in your hands. And I pray that you would let the Holy Spirit of God speak to your people today. Lord, let every one of us, God, just push away that spirit of offense and say, God, speak to me. Lord, if it hurts, let me kneel. Lord, if it convicts, let me repent. Father, whatever you desire to do in me, do not, God, let me be offended, Father, in the way in which you are dealing with me. But, Father, I pray that through this message, someone would begin to catch a second wind in their spirit and realize, God, that we don't have to stay in the same place spiritually that we are. But, God, that we can begin to desire more from you and we can experience more from you. And, Lord, that's our heart's desire today. And we give you the praise for it all in Jesus' name. And everybody said, Amen. Amen. The prayer of Jabez being one that many of us are familiar with and some probably have even uh, had it framed and hung on your wall somewhere within your house. We think about this prayer in many intervals within our life not only if we have it hung on our wall, but if someone uh, alludes to this prayer, uh, we understand that this is something that should not be taken lightly. It's a couple of verses in the Scripture uh, that define one man who was hardly ever spoken of outside of these two Scriptures in the Bible. Uh, we don't know a whole lot about Jabez, but in these two verses, we find some very powerful, powerful truths. We find some things out about Jabez in these two particular verses that I believe have the potential to bring forth a, a change within our own lives to a place of desire. 
Uh, I don't know about you, but when I think of desire, I don't think of it as just a word. I think of it uh, as more than just a word. It is uh, an actual moving uh, 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 emotion that is seeking to embrace that from which it has its eye on. And uh, Jabez uh, had a great desire, uh, as we see in this scripture. Desire is more than that. Many people say, I desire this or I desire that. But if you really desire it, in my uh, imagination, I think of that as being focused and moving in action to attain that for which you desire. You can't take desire lightly. Amen. Uh, you 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 must take it literally and figuratively and uh, and actively. And when I I think of Jabez in these two particular verses, I see someone who has a heart that is full of desire, but not just in the sense of the word, also in the action of being focused on what he could possibly have from his God. Now, the Bible said that he went and he sought God. Now, before we get into this fully, I'm going to share some things with you, but he knew that he could attain something from God if he would just go to God and request it. I want to ask you this morning, do you believe that you can go to God and request a thing from God? God through desire and receive it today. Amen. He believed that God was his source. How many believe today that God is your source? Uh, there are many today that are so uh, conditioned to the world that they believe that their job is their source or their retirement pension is their source or, or, or other things of the world is their source. But Jabez, he had life, but he, he needed God. He, he had the things in life surrounding him and, and even his needs met, but he, he wanted something beyond the borders of life. He, he wanted something from God. How many in this place want something from God today? I've had enough of the world. I've had enough. Amen to God of paycheck after paycheck. Thank God for the blessings of the paycheck, but it's not enough. I want something from God. I've had enough of life as usual. I want something from God. And Jabez had reached this place within his life, but he had a lot of challenges. And we'll see that as we get through this message, uh, but his prayer reveals his heart of desire, and it reveals that he was not generally satisfied with his life in and of itself. Now, don't get me wrong. I'm thanking God today for my life. I'm a blessed man, but can I tell you I'm fully satisfied with where Brett's at? No, I can't tell you that because I want more, he meant to God, of what God has for me than he had for me yesterday. I want more in my life of God moving and God blessing and God guiding and God working through me. And I'm just not satisfied of what God did yesterday. I need a fresh move of God in my life today that's... Come on, somebody. Amen. I'm just not satisfied. 
And this is where he was at. He was not generally satisfied with his life. He wanted more out of life. But what makes this prayer worthy of noting is the fact that Jabez poured from his heart to God. The words that he spoke in this short prayer were powerful words. And it covered the entirety of his heart. It covered the entirety of his desire. Oh, how many knows today that you don't have to pray a long prayer if you just let the Holy Ghost bring the right words out? All you got to do is surrender your heart. Ah, quit trying to, to, to pattern your prayers after everybody else around you and just start praying from your heart. And Jabez didn't pray a long prayer. As a matter of fact, we see in verse 10 just how long his prayer was. But his prayer was full of content. It was full of heart. It was full of passion. It was full of desire. Now let's go back a minute and understand, as I said before, that Jabez was not spoken about in the Bible outside of the content of these particular scriptures. But the word said in verse 9 that he was more honorable than his brethren, that his mother called his name Jabez because she bare him in sorrow. And it appears that the lives of many had made a great impact in history in Israel as a whole, but Jabez's life was different. He wasn't spoken about very often, yet he stood out among the list of many names that the Bible would talk about in the genealogy of the Old Testament and even the new. Jabez in these two verses today we'll find out was a very special person. Even though he didn't have great content written about him or bios written about him, it didn't take much but just one verse of a prayer, amen, to make him rise up in the midst of it all. For some reason God chose to record some of the specific details of his life for us in these verses. But in the past, names today, you got to understand, meant something. Uh, today, we don't think about it very often. We just try to find cute names. When we have a baby that's on the way, we just try to find something that's different, something that's never been really used before. Maybe we're looking for something that, that does have meaning, but we're looking for the right meaning. But back in that day, the names really, really, really uh, were significant in the fact that they meant something. And the Bible said that Jabez was given his name because his mother uh, had bore, bore him in sorrow. Now, why is this significant in the sense of that day? It's significant because everybody knew if they had a name and what it meant, they paid attention to it. Come on, somebody. Now, some of us around here, we don't care what I, we just, thank God we got a name. Hallelujah. Uh, we, ne we never really investigated, never really went to see that. I've seen what, 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 what uh, my name has meant in certain uh, places along the years, but it really, I can say it really, really, really never impacted my life because I never really sought into that in deep sense because I knew it didn't matter what they called me. It only mattered what Jesus saw me as. 
And, and so Jabez is dealing with uh, his name, meaning sorrow, meaning pain. And he's having to live his life uh, under the guise of this uh, very meaning of pain and affliction in his life. And every day he would wake up and somebody would say, Jabez, maybe, I don't know, the Bible really don't say this, but being significant as names were, maybe he walked around with this in his mind and in his spirit, thinking about the pain and the affliction and thinking about where he was at and how he, he, he lived his life and still yet not being tagged with a name that meant blessed or a name that meant lifted up or a name that, that meant something positive. His name meant pain and affliction. So everywhere he went, he went with this. He meant in his mind and in his spirit, maybe not haunting him. I'm not saying that, but he was walking according to what his mother had named him. And many would have resigned their lives to defeat, feeling as if they were destined to be a failure if they had a name that they really believed in the, the meaning of names that meant pain and affliction. Maybe he walked around thinking in his mind, that I'm just destined to be a failure. I don't know what crossed his mind or what crossed his spirit, but I do know this, that he had to deal with this name that his mother had given him, and no matter how great or how small it affected him, it was still the fact that it identified him. But Jabez said, I'm not going to let my name identify me. These two verses reflect unto me the fact that Jabez, even though he may have lived his life with a name that meant boring sorrow, pain and affliction. At some point in his life, he shook himself and said, I'm not going to let my name define me. I'm not going to let my name, he meant to God, be that in which I live my life by. I believe that Jabez reached a place within his life that he said enough is enough. I'm tired of being where I'm at. I'm tired of living where I'm living. And I believe there's one who is able to turn this thing around in my life. I believe Jabez got to a place. Come on, somebody. I believe he got to a place where he had enough and he knew where to go when he had enough. I'm talking to somebody today who may have had enough of living under the guise of what the world and the enemy wants you to be. If you've had enough, there's a place to go where you can see it turned around in your life. My name may be Jabez, but there's a God who is able to bless me in my agony and to bless me in my pain and to bless me beyond the borders of my name. I got to go back. I got to say this. I love that song. How many love that song, that new song they sung this morning? I want to sing it again sometime. The content of that song really, really went along with this message. I just got to think about it. I think about it. See, because he meant everybody wants to identify you by your name. Uh, even the government, and then they'll go so far as to give you a number because they don't really care about your name as long as your number's social security. I'm not going to get into all that, but I want to tell you today 
that Jabez had enough of living life in general and living the case Sarah, Sarah, and and believing that this was all there was. He reached a place where he said, I'm not going to live this way anymore. I believe there's more for me. I believe God has more for me. I believe God has, I'm speaking to somebody right now. I believe God has more for me than for me to live in this mindset. I believe God has more for me than for me to believe. What mindset are you talking about? preacher the mindset that God's able to do just enough when he's able to do more than enough the mindset that says hey come on somebody that my life can't be any better the mindset that says my family life can't be any better the mindset that says my ministry can't be any better the mindset that says this is all there's going to be because I, I, I was I was sent just to live in this realm I want to go ahead and tell somebody that God will take you from the lowest place in your life and he'll raise you up and do great and mighty things through your life. It's time for us as a people of God to get a better outlook and a place of faith that says, I didn't come here just to exist. Hallelujah. By the name given me in this life, I came to walk into the spiritual realms of his glory that carries me beyond the borders of this earthly realm. Y'all better not get me a ham and organ up in here. I feel something happening. I don't know, maybe we need one. When David played his harp, evil spirits had to part. Come on, somebody. Put your praise on right now and say, I'm not living for this life. I'm living. I desire to live in the spiritual realm. He chose to be different. He chose to seek the blessing in life rather than be content with what the world gave him. He refused to let the circumstances of a particular situation dictate his life. Look at somebody around you and tell them difficulty may come, but don't let it dictate your life. Difficulty. Sometime you're walking along strong and feeling a good song in your spirit. But sometime difficulty comes and it breaks you down. But don't let difficulty dictate who you are. Difficulty will come, but you cannot let it dictate who you are. You got to decide, am I going to stay here or am I going to get up and trust God? Am I going to stay in this condition or am I going to get up and trust God? The adversary wants you to do this. Take your proverbial spiritual white towel and throw it in and say, I give up. But God said, hold on to your towel. He made him make a decision to trust in the one who still raises the dead, who still saves the lost, who still brings miracles of healing and grace to those in need. I come to tell somebody we hadn't seen it because the hearts have not hungered after it. But when the hearts begin to hunger after it again, and we have a desire.
we're going to see what we have a desire to see. Every time Jesus moved in the supernatural realm, many times what was the question? He said, will thou, do you want to stay there? He got to hear your faith. Your faith say no. Your faith has got to say, I don't want to stay here. Your faith has got to say, As long as your faith is dead, it's futile. You may preach my faith is dead. You, you say my faith is dead. Dead. Faith can be dead. How do you know that? Faith without works is dead. Remember I told you earlier, desire is more than just a word. It reflects an action that says I'm focused on attaining that in which I desire. It's not just I would say, well, I desire to go to church. I desire to go to church. I desire to go to church. I desire to have this. I desire to have that. I, I desire for this. We see just about how I desire to see the miracles and signs and wonders of God. Oh, come on, somebody. I'm just going to go ahead and preach to you and get mad at me. I'm just preaching what God's given me in my soul. A desire will be a reflection of your actions. Amen. If we come up in here, hallelujah to God, to gather on the Lord's day with a mundane worship and a mundane praise, then I don't believe we have the desire that we need to see a move of God. I remember preaching in services where I didn't get to preach, but the Holy Spirit Spirit fell because people gathered with a desire. They didn't come just to look like they've been to church. They come to say, my God, I came to worship you and get in your presence. And the anointing of God would move in the midst of desired hearts that were seeking him. We waiting to get us some anointed preacher to come by here and lay hands on us. We're trying to get an anointed pastor that'll come by here so, so full of the anointing that he can do miracles, signs, and wonders and, and all these things. I don't care how anointed it was. If Jesus himself was here, he could turn it all around, but he would not move if you had no desire for him to Look at somebody say, I can't stay here. Jabez was a man of honor. He stood out in the crowd. And those who knew him knew where he stood. I don't care what the world thinks of me. They're going to talk about you until Jesus comes. But let them talk about me all they want to. But Lord, let me keep living the way you've called me to live. 
let me keep desiring more from you. Somebody and I, you know, I'm not, I'm not trying to get into preachers and validate preachers and all this to people that I'm not certainly, certainly aware of their ministry. But there was a minister the other day that was getting mocked because he made this statement. He said to COVID behind the pulpit, he said, I breathe on you. The wind of the Lord to drive you away. People talking about him, making fun of him, mocking him. But I thank God for men and women of God who's got enough faith and desire to believe that if God put it in your spirit, you can. Well, that ain't biblical. That ain't this. That ain't that. You don't know what's biblical. If you start talking like that, you don't understand when you start judging someone for having faith and doing something like that. You don't understand the biblical proportions of it. God anointed and God sent us forth to be obedient. And there may be some times that God will ask you to do something that makes no sense. It does not mean it's not biblical. It just makes no sense to people who don't have faith. But I guarantee you this, I'd rather, and I had prayed, even when COVID or sickness come upon my life if God told me to I'd blow and I'd trust God to do the rest amen talk about me if you want to but I'm not living where I'm living any longer I'm going to trust in the divine supernatural power of God in my life the prayer of Jabez let me get here quickly Word said Jabez called on the God of Israel. And he said, Lord, I need you to bless me indeed. I need you to enlarge my coast. I'm asking you to keep your hand on me and keep me from evil. Keep me from evil. These things I want to share with you quickly. In this prayer, he asked this question. Oh, that you would bless me indeed. Jabez sought not after the world, but after the blessing and favor of God. It's time we realize that man's favor can only get you so far. But God's favor can take you all the way through your journey into eternity. Many have sought after the wrong things in life, and they're seeking after the wrong things in life. There may be people watching this right now. Your mind ain't even on what I'm preaching. There may be somebody in here sitting right now. Your mind ain't even on what I'm preaching. You're thinking about what you can get your hands on and what you can enjoy when you get out of this service and how you can go and, and just enjoy the things that in, in life you have no, no, no desire right now, the blessings of God and the favor of God in your life. You just want to exist right 
right where you're at, holding on to everything that you have been able to get uh, to, to, to have the opportunity to have in your life. But some people are seeking after the wrong things in life, things that may even seem good, but what makes them not so good is not that they're not good. It's not, amen to God, sometimes what you get, it's sometimes who you get it from. There was a woman one time, we shared this, I'll share it again. There's some of them that need to hear this. Her, 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 her husband was very, very rich. And she knew that he was very, very rich. As a matter of fact, she appreciated the fact that he was very, very rich. And she kept telling her husband, said, honey, I want a Jaguar. And the Jaguar, she wanted a Jaguar. And he, he never would. He'd come home every day. Did you get my Jaguar yet? No, we didn't get your Jaguar yet. Well, I told you I wanted a Jaguar. And didn't get the Jaguar yet. Weeks and weeks went by and finally he got tired of listening to her. And he come home and he slammed the door and he walked out of his garage into the living room. And he said, honey, I just want to let you know that this is your day. I have finally... Answered your request, and I have you a Jaguar out in the garage. She jumped up with joyful glee, and she began to make her way to the garage, and she walked out, and she slammed the door with a, a heart just looking with a smile upon her face, and a Jaguar met her nose to nose. Sometimes... It's not what you get, it's who you get it from. And God knows today that he wants to bless our lives, but what he wants more than that is for us to want him to bless our lives. And Jabez had this in mind. He said, the things, the things, amen, to God of God, I want everything God has for me. I want blessings that my name can't get me. I want blessings that my surroundings can't provide for me. I want blessings, come on, somebody. I want blessings that God's divine, uh, supernatural love and grace can place in my path. There's nothing arrogant or wrong about about seeking the blessing of God. In fact, we ought to de desire his blessings in our life instead of waiting on the world to give us what we need to be praying for God to give us. We need to quit depending on people to give us what we know God is able to give us. We Come on, I'm preaching to somebody right now. They need to hear that this old world can't do you like Jesus can. This old world can't do you like the Lord can. There is blessing beyond the realm of of the earthly state and it comes from heaven's throne. And then he goes on to say, not only do I want blessing, but I want you to enlarge my territory. Enlarge the place of my territory. He was not being greedy, asking for the advantage over those lives that he lived in this earth with or 
not praying for material lands and gain and things of that nature. What he really was praying for in this part of the message, his heart wanted to be used of God in great and mighty ways. I want to ask you how many would pray with me today, God enlarge the place of my territory, enlarge my influence, help my influence to reach beyond the borders of places to where it's reached now for the glory of God. How many would say, I want to be used mightier of God. I know what God has put in me and I'm able to walk by faith and allow him to work it through my life, whatever talent that is whatever call. There are people right now scared to death to step up and answer the call of God because they're afraid of the pain that people are going to cause them when they do. Don't you worry about that. God called you. He'll take care of you. Pain comes with the territory. But you need to ask God to increase and enlarge your influence to be able to allow him to do great and mightier works in your life. He wanted the Lord to open up doors of opportunity for him that were beyond the borders of where he lived. Do you know that God can bless you beyond the borders of your imagination and open doors for you and for Stoneful and for churches everywhere if we would just ask him, Lord, enlarge the place of my territory. Use me. Let your influence flow through me today. And then he prayed, God, I need your hand on me. I'm going to tell you something. When, when, when God goes to blessing you, the devil goes to messing with you. He'll do everything within his power to mess you up. He don't like you. He don't like the blessings God's given you. He don't like the anointing upon your life. And I believe he was saying in categor categorically praying, uh, this is a revival prayer if you ask me, but he was categorically praying, God, I want your blessing. Oh, God, I want your influence. Enlarge my territory. I, I want to be a greater influence for you. I want you to work through me. But then he knew that when God did that, the enemy was going to come. Because there's a devil out there that loves to bring trouble. There's a devil out there that wants to create conflict in your path. There's a devil out there that wants to lead you into sin. And you got to understand something. There's a two-part fold to this. Jabez understood two things in this particular part of the prayer. He said, Lord, I need you to keep your hand upon me. Why? Because I understand that the enemy is going to do everything he can to try to keep me from enjoying the blessings and the influence of you working through my life and expanding my territory. He's going to try to stop it. But not only that, the second part fold is, is if I do fall into the hands of the enemy, it 
it is going to keep me from receiving the blessings and the favor of God on my life. Preacher, what are you saying today? I'm saying this. I'm saying he understood that the enemy would come to try to fight him when the God of heaven tried to uh, send blessing his way, but he also understood that if he was going to maintain the blessing and the favor of God, he would have to keep himself from sin. Now, God will save you from it, and he'll keep you from it if you'll keep yourself from it. Let me say that one more again. God will save you from it, and he'll keep you from it if you keep yourself from it. It ain't all on God to keep you from it. And Jabez knew this. He said, I'm going to have to have the help of God in my life to keep me from sin so that the blessings of God would continue to flow within my life. Now, 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 now. I'm convinced that we are well aware that God wants to do mighty things in our life, right? But I want us to also be convinced that God's not going to do it without us doing it. Come on, somebody. What do you mean by that, preacher? If you're well able to keep yourself in the path of God, God's well able to keep you from coming off the path. Amen. you got to trust him. If God wants to do some great things and, and we need the power of God in our life, then we can't be the church that don't care. Amen. What do you mean we can't be the church that don't care? We can't be the church that don't care whether we have a move of God or not. We can't be the church that has lost its desire. We can't be the church that embraces sin. That don't mean we don't show grace and we don't show mercy and we don't show favor and we don't show kindness, but we can't be the church that says it's all right, amen, to live in the realm that the world wants you to live and get the blessings of God. I want to go ahead and tell you, if you're living in sin, don't expect God's blessing, but if you're trying to live in the righteousness of God, I guarantee you God will hear your prayer and hear your heart and bring favor into your life. This ain't Saul, King Saul, who's living in pride and arrogance going to the throne. This is Jabez, who's made up in his mind, amen, and humbled himself within his life and says, I need you, amen. If King Saul would have been praying for the blessings of God, oh, he'd have been stopped short. Because his heart was not where it needed to be. Oh, Lord, keep me from evil. Jabez was concerned about his spiritual life. 
Stand with me if you will. Hannah Grace, come please. We need the presence of power of God in our life, don't we? And in our church. But Jabez said, not only do I want you to keep your hand upon me, keep me from evil. He wanted to maintain the closeness he had with God. Remember I told you God would do his part, but we got to do our part. And God would do his part. We need to look at, at our lives as well and say, Lord, you know, where am I at? What, what, is, what is it? that has kept me from experiencing your power and your favor and your blessing in my life. As I said before, church, in the beginning of this message, there are people that are living right now. Please, I, I'm just preaching what God gave me. Please don't think Brother Britt preaching to me. He don't like us. He don't like I love y'all. I love y'all with all my heart. I wouldn't want to preach behind this pulpit to people I didn't love. Amen. And God tells us to love everybody. I'm just preaching what God gave me. Too many people are wearing their feelings on their shoulders with each other, but I want to go beyond that with God too. With God too. The enemy wants you to be just, 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 just wear your feelings and be so sensitive that even God himself can't even tell you what you need to hear to bring you into the place he wants to bless you. So with that being said, he said, Jabez said, God, I want you to bless me. Mm, my God, I feel it. God, I want you to bless me. I want you to enlarge my territory. I want you to keep your hand upon me. And I want you to protect me from evil. I'm asking you for these things. What has separated us, what has kept us from experiencing these things, I believe, is just self. How do you know that? Because truth be known, I'm not saying everybody, but we don't seek God like the old Pentecostal church used to seek God. Amen. Why is that? Because our iniquities have separated us from having the desire that we had. There were men and women of God would stay up in the, in, in, the, in the pulpit all day long or in the altars all day long, all night, and late of the night, praying for the favor of God. Praying for the Holy Ghost. You don't have to do it here at the church, but how many have spent hours in prayer in your own home? God can touch you in your own home if you'll get by yourself with Him. God will touch you. I've heard, I heard somebody testify years ago down in Lake City, this dear lady, she was up in age, and, and her husband, and, uh, in fact, we, we, we got to be a part of his funeral, and he, uh, he was a praying man. He passed away, and then uh, uh, wasn't long after that, I went to, to visit with his wife and, and sat there in the living room. Her son came in, and she said, you know, my husband, he used to go out there by the shed in the backyard every day. Toward evening time, he'd pray into the night. Neighbors would cry out, would call, and they'd t tell me how they heard him just praying, crying out to God, and it was so beautiful. And it inspired them, and it touched their life. You know, preacher, what are you, 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 you're judging us now. No, 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 no. 
the enemy has done everything he could to make the church of Acts irrelevant. And I want to tell you, ain't one man, including Christ himself, going to be able to, to do in you what you won't let him do in you. We've got to quit being sensitive and say, God, whatever's there, whatever's separating me, whatever's keeping me from where you want me to be, I'm coming to you and asking you to move it right now. The book of Isaiah said, Your iniquities have separated you from your God, and your sins have hidden his face from you so that he will not hear. Why are, no, why are we not seeing uh, people filled with the Holy Ghost in multitudes as they were in the days of Acts? Because iniquities have become a problem. There have been people that are saved, but they still haven't allowed God to sanctify them. They haven't surrendered all. I got good news for you, James 4 and 8, one of my favorite scriptures. The word said, draw near to God and he'll draw near to you. Cleanse your hands, you sinners, and purify your hearts, you double-minded. Draw near to God and he'll draw near to you. Jabez prayed this prayer. Let me go ahead and say that in the end, because of his heart of purity, his sincere heart, God gave it to him. I'm talking to somebody this morning that I want to know if you've got the faith to lay everything down before him right now. And to say, God, I want you to do this in my life. If you're lost, Lord, I want you to save me, and then I want you to bless me. If you're saved, but then you've just kind of become just just lukewarm or seized, or just just laying back there, I want I want you to just surrender it all to God and say, Lord, I'm ready to surrender it to you. And then I want you to to do what Jabez prayed in my life. I want you to bless me. I want you to bring greater influence into my life. I want you to keep your hand on me. And then I want you, oh God, to protect me from evil so that the continuous flow of your glory and your blessings can be there in my life life in the way you desire. Amen. Today God honored Jabez's request and gave him the desires of his heart. What is your desire today? How many say I want all God has for me? Amen. How many wants all God has for you?